My Seven Chakras, episode 205. A person who has their health has a thousand dreams, but a person who's lost their health has just one. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So if you love spirituality, but you're looking for actionable steps that you can take right away, then you are listening to the right podcast. Today's iTunes review is by Nutty Renee. That's her username who writes, the world needs positive perspectives and health options to counteracting the stress and upsets of today. This podcast helps with this. So many interesting guests. AJ has a way of bringing out the best in his guests. Great job. So action taker, do you want the rest of Action Tribe to hear your words as well? If yes, make sure you share your views and experiences in the form of an iTunes review. How do you do that? It's super simple. If you're on your iTunes podcast app on your iPhone, just hit reviews and then hit write a review. You can also use this link to jump directly onto the iTunes review page. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. As you know, I'm really proud of the reviews that Action Tribe writes for us. And I read out each and every review. So every review counts because they help us grow the show, get us more exposure and inspire more people. So help me help you. And with that, I am super excited to bring you our featured guest for today, Dr. Isabella Wentz. So Dr. Wentz, are you ready to inspire? I'm ready, AJ. Let's do this. That's amazing. So Dr. Isabella Wentz is an internationally acclaimed thyroid specialist and licensed pharmacist who has dedicated her career to addressing the root causes of autoimmune thyroid disease and after being diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis in 2009. Dr. Wentz is the author of the New York Times best-selling patient guide, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, lifestyle interventions for finding and treating the root cause and the protocol-based book, Hashimoto's Protocol, a 90-day plan for reversing thyroid symptoms and getting your life back. So Dr. Wentz, welcome to My 7 Chakras. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here with you. Beautiful. Now, I can't wait to ask you the questions that I have in mind because your journey is really, really inspiring and I'm sure our listeners would love that as well. But before that, we always start our show with a dose of inspiration. So what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that apply to your day-to-day life? My favorite inspirational quote is a person who has their health has a thousand dreams, but a person who's lost their health has just one. Now, this really applies to what I went through in my health journey because when I was really sick and, and fatigued and exhausted all the time, a lot of the goals that I set out for myself became distant fantasies. And since getting my health back four years ago, I'm able to, to turn these dreams and fantasies into actionable goals. And this is my mission in life is to help others do the same thing. So I know that with every person that recovers their health, so many more dreams are going to come true. 
Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Action Tribe, there are unlimited possibilities in life. Literally, you have a thousand dreams in front of you. But like we're learning today, unless you have your health in place, you wouldn't be able to take action towards any of those dreams. And quite really, uh, your perfect health is might be just one step away. So that's what we're going to focus on. How can you overcome some of the health challenges that you might be facing today? And with that, let's dive in. Uh, Dr. Wenz, what inspired you to write your book, The Hashimoto's Protocol? Well, I was really inspired by getting, um, getting sick is really what got me inspired in the first place. I lost uh, most of my 20s to chronic debilitating fatigue. I started off as an undergrad in my first year where I was missing exams and I was laying down to sleep at 3 p.m., waking up at 9 a.m. the following morning. And this sort of continued until my health just continued to progress where I ended up with irritable bowel syndrome and I ended up with carpal tunnel syndrome and you know just a whole host of various types of symptoms like anxiety, panic attacks, acid reflux, um, hair loss. And all of this just kept happening year after year to the point where my world had gotten really small. And mm-hmm. I was only able to um, wake up in the morning, go to work, come home and go to sleep on my couch after eating. And that was pretty much my day-to-day life for, um, for quite many years, actually most of my 20s until I got my own diagnosis with Hashimoto's. And at that point, I wanted to figure out what I can do to get myself better. And once I was able to recover my health, I wanted to get this out into the public and I wanted other people to know that they too could recover their health. If, if I had been so exhausted and fatigued for 10 years and I was able to recover my health, I wanted to be, be that success story and, and be that story that inspired others to take action too. And so the Hashimoto's Protocol book is based on action steps that people can take to recover their health. So we, we go through the fundamentals where these are the three things that everybody needs to do when they have a, um, Hashimoto's. They need to um, support their liver, adrenals, and gut. And then we go through some advanced methods. Um, and really my inspiration has always been to help people and to um, help them with their health um, and I feel very honored and lucky to be able to, to do this work um, in the world now. Mm-hmm. So so thanks a lot for sharing. You mentioned that you lost most of your 20s to debilitating fatigue, like you mentioned. So you you would feel really tired, especially towards the end of the day. You would sleep for long periods of time. And you had all sort of challenges like irritable bowel syndrome, panic attacks, hair loss, and so many others. And in a way, based on what I understand, your day was limited because you couldn't get much done uh, until you got your own diagnosis of Hashimoto's. And at some point, you found a solution after suffering for 10 years. And as a result, you wanted other people not to suffer as well. So you wanted to get the word out there and sort of show them that a transformation is possible. So taking a few steps back, uh, for someone who is new to this space, what exactly is Hashimoto's? Hashimoto's sounds like a really rare condition, but it's actually very common. Um, Mm -hmm. We have 27% of our population in the United States has Hashimoto's when we do the right kind of testing. And what it is, it's an autoimmune attack of the thyroid gland where the immune system starts to recognize the thyroid gland as a foreign invader. Eventually, this results in the person becoming hypothyroid or having an underactive thyroid. Um, and this, this might take about 
10 to 15 years before the traditional testing will discover that somebody mm. is hypothyroid. But there's this underlying process that's happening within our bodies for 10, 15 years, and people will have a lot of different symptoms because our body tries to tell us when something is off, right? And so people yeah. will have symptoms like anxiety, depression, weight gain, fatigue, panic attacks, hair loss, and they'll go to their doctors and they'll be told that nothing is wrong, where in fact, it's their body attacking their thyroid gland. Got it. So you said it is not uh, very rare. It's actually very common. 27% of our population has this. Uh, and it's an autoimmune disease of the thyroid gland where our own system starts considering the thyroid as the enemy, right? And so it starts uh, attacking it in a way. And you mentioned it can take 10 years for it to be diagnosed. Is that correct? Hey, uh, AJ, that's After like, 10 years. Yeah, that, that's on average is most mm. women, it takes them 10 years of being really frustrated and really struggling with symptoms to be told that it's all in their head before they're actually diagnosed. We, we do have the testing that can diagnose yeah. it early, but most doctors won't do that testing unless you specifically ask for it. Okay. And, and, and how is it different from hypothyroidism? Is, is, does it fall under that umbrella? Or? Mm -hmm. So hypothyroidism is a clinical state. So um, okay. Hashimoto's is when you have an attack on the thyroid gland and Hashimoto's causes hypothyroidism. So eventually when enough of the thyroid gland is damaged, the person will become hypothyroid. Now, the thing here is not many people are aware of this, but 97 of hypothyroidism are actually due to Hashimoto's. It's just that most oh, doctors okay. don't test for it. And so patients are told that they have a sluggish thyroid, underactive thyroid, lazy thyroid, and um, that they just need to get on thyroid hormones. But the truth is that they have an autoimmune process. There's a war against the thyroid gland by the immune system. Mm. And the, the thyroid is not lazy or sluggish at all. It's, it's working really hard. It's just that it's being attacked. Got it. So it's a very complex situation, right? Because the doctors can test for it, but they won't test for it unless they're told to do so. And the patient has no way of figuring out that he or she needs that test, right? Uh, so, so, so my question is, in your case, how did you first know about or the fact that you had Hashimoto's? Um, and so on my journey, and I, and I was a pharmacist, I, was I had yeah. finished pharmacy school, and I knew that there was something something was off about me. And so I would get physicals every year because I was just always more tired than, than my classmates were and everybody else in my life. And I would get my thyroid tested. I would get everything tested and I would just yeah. be told that there was nothing wrong. Finally, when I was um, 27, I ended up having finally an elevation in the TSH test. What that means is the thyroid stimulating hormone. And, and this is something that becomes um, elevated when your body doesn't make enough thyroid hormone. And this is the test, mm. the first test that doctors will do. The problem is that um, that test is discovers the late stage of Hashimoto's. And so all along, I had this condition brewing probably for at least 10 years, um, but nobody had tested me for the antibodies, which was um, the which is basically what means is that the immune system is attacking the thyroid gland. And so I had done the TSH test, and then I also had the antibody test done, and it showed that my antibodies were in the 2000 range, where mm. for the average person, they should be under 35. And the more aggressive, wow. the, more, the higher the antibodies, the more aggressive the condition. Anything above 500 is considered very aggressive. And so mine were in the 2000 range. And so this is something that's a little bit backwards because the antibodies will be elevated for 10 years before you see a change in TSH. 
And so had somebody just tested those antibodies for me 10 years prior, when I first started having the symptoms, I would have been diagnosed 10 years earlier. And we know that, um, that doctors try to save money, and so they'll do the TSH test first. But people can actually ask and say, hey, you know, I have a history of autoimmune disease in my family, or yeah. I have these symptoms. Can you test me for the thyroid antibody test, TPO antibodies and TG antibodies? And these are not very expensive and should be covered on insurance. And these will uncover that there's a process against your thyroid up to 10 years before. And, and this will explain a lot of the symptoms. Um, people like me who were undiagnosed, a lot of mm. times they're told that they have depression, anxiety, that they're hypochondriacs, or yeah. that they need to eat less and exercise more. So that is um, something that shouldn't happen, but it, but it does happen where people don't get the proper diagnosis. Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Uh, you mentioned that at some point you knew that something was off. You were regularly getting your thyroid tested, but at every stage you were being told that nothing is wrong. And at that critical moment, you notice an elevation in the TSH test. Uh, and that was, you know, 10 years later on. And you just wished, I guess, that somebody had told you that you need to get the thyroid antibodies test, right? Because that would save you so much time. So just for my understanding, at that point, when you finally knew that you had Hashimoto's, what were some of the symptoms that you were facing? You did mention fatigue, a lot of fatigue. But just for the benefit of our listeners as well, could you tell us what were some of the other symptoms that you were going through? Yeah, so in addition to the fatigue, the, the worst one for me was brain fog. So mm. I was very, um, you know, I was always very sharp and very studious and very quick-witted, but yes. all of a sudden I had a hard time coming up with words. I was forgetting things. I was walking into rooms forgetting why. I was going into work meetings and I had to write every single thing down. Otherwise I would forget what happened throughout the meeting. And this was oh. very scary for me because I felt like I was losing, losing my mind, losing a part of myself. Um, the other scary things that were very, very frustrating for me were um, carpal tunnel in both arms, where I had to wear arm braces on, on both of my arms to do any kind of computer work. And really, I had to wear them all day and all night, pretty much, where um, I was in so much pain. And then I also had panic attacks, which were quite distressful because they prevented me from speaking up at work meetings. I had anxiety throughout the day. Um, people would walk into my office at work and say something, and I would not almost jump out of my seat. I would be mm. constantly worried about things in my life. I remember many times just sitting on my bathroom floor crying because of the panic attacks I was experiencing. And it just really, for me, it felt like my body was breaking itself apart. I had yeah. allergies. I became allergic to everything outside. I became allergic to my own dog, who's you know my best buddy. And mm. it was very like soul crushing because I had set out all of these goals and dreams for myself. And I was here I was just basically barely getting through my day. Got it. So you mentioned brain fog, carpal tunnel. So you had to wear those braces in both arms for any computer work, planning attacks, and you started becoming allergic to so many things around you. Now at that stage, knowing that you could have done a test maybe eight to 10 years earlier and having lost so many years of your life, what was your reaction like? You know, of course, at first I felt validated. I was grateful that I finally had the mm -hmm. answer to all of this. And I also, you know, kind of think about what would have happened if I never, if 
I got diagnosed within the first year, how much heartache would that have saved me? Yeah. How, how, how different my life would have been. Right. And so, so that was, um, that was very, that was very hard to get the diagnosis too, because I thought I was trying to be healthy and I didn't know why my, my own body was, was turning on itself. Absolutely. So I can just imagine some of our listeners right now, uh, maybe facing the same challenge as you were. And it's at, at a certain point in a person's life, when you don't have the solution, it might become or feel so confusing and ambiguous, right? When you are searching for the answer, but, and you do the tests, but everyone says it's okay. But you know, deep down that something is not all right. So thanks a lot for giving us that perspective. Now, just for my understanding, what is the conventional approach to treating Hashimoto's? How do the doctors go about it conventionally? So the conventional approach is depending on what stage of Hashimoto's you're in. So if you're in stage two of Hashimoto's where you just have the attack on your thyroid gland, but your thyroid is not destroyed enough, then they're just going to say, let's wait and watch. There's nothing we can really do for you. If you're depressed, um, we'll put you on an antidepressant. If you have anxiety, we'll give you anxiety medications. And the third stage, when you start seeing some damage to the thyroid gland, some more progressive conventional doctors might start start you on thyroid hormone. Um, you know, others will say, we just have to kind of wait until your thyroid gland is destroyed enough that we could put you on thyroid mm-hmm. hormone. And then stage four is when they they put you on thyroid hormone. At this point, your body doesn't have enough thyroid hormone on its own. Your mm-hmm. thyroid gland has been so destroyed that you need to have... Um, you need to get thyroid hormone from somewhere. So they place you on thyroid hormone and then they say they're going to test you for other types of autoimmune conditions because stage four is just is not the end stage. Stage five is actually the end stage of Hashimoto's and that's progression to other types of autoimmune conditions. So once the, the immune system is done attacking the thyroid gland, and has destroyed the thyroid gland, it'll oftentimes move on to other parts of the body. Um, this can take some years. And now the, the challenge with this treatment is, mm-hmm. one, is that the thyroid hormone that is given to people is levothyroxine, which is T4. Now, we have actually four thyroid hormones. We have T1, T2, T3, and T4 within our bodies. And yeah. T3 is actually the most active one. And T4 can be converted into T3. Now, on paper, this happens perfectly every time. In the body, Mm -hmm. this doesn't always happen. And so when a person is placed on T4 hormone, a lot of times they'll still continue to have symptoms despite being on quote-unquote medication and then all of their labs normalizing. Um, It's because doctors only do a a limited number of labs and then their body's not converting into the more active hormone. Um, the other challenge is, of course, is that the thyroid hormones, they, they definitely can help symptoms for many people. And they can yeah. help the thyroid rest a little bit and not be, so, um, not be so pressured to create more hormone. But at the same time, they don't stop the progression of the condition. So it's like, I like to think of the leaky bucket analogy. When you have a bucket with a hole in it, And the water keeps pouring out and pouring out. So what you do with thyroid hormone is you pour more water into the bucket, but then you're not plugging up the hole. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing there are some side effects also, right? Because the thyroid hormone is artificially being injected into the body. Uh, The the good news is that thyroid hormone is bioidentical. So it is the same that we would normally make. So it's not as um, threatening as, let's say, if you were to take an antidepressant 
or Mm -hmm. another kind of medication that has all of these side effects and hormones in general, when they're bioidentical, they're going to be safer than a traditional medication. Um, the, The challenge does come up when a person is underdosed or overdosed on the hormone. In that mm-hmm. case, they can they can definitely have side effects. Got it. Now, you also talk about the vicious cycle of Hashimoto's, right? So could you provide us an overview of what that vicious cycle is? Yeah. So what happens when you have um, a person with Hashimoto's, it's not just that their thyroid is sluggish. There's so much more going on within the body. And we end up having essentially a breakdown of, of various systems that leads to the immune system no longer recognizing the thyroid gland as a part of our body. And oftentimes this is going to be because of um, issues that have to do with the, with the adrenals, where we have blood sugar imbalances or we have significant stress in the body. And that creates adrenal stress. And then the adrenal glands send messages to the thyroid gland to slow down and don't protect the thyroid gland. Then we start thinking about um, the gut being affected. So a lot of the Things that are going to be happening within our environment can cause our gut barrier to become weaker, which then leads us to um, to not be able to have good immune system control. And then we also start thinking about the liver. When our liver is um, overburdened with toxins, we end up having um, not being able to properly clear these toxins out. And we're also not able to properly activate thyroid hormones. And really what's happening is you have so many different imbalances going on in thyroid disease that when you just give a person thyroid hormone, you're not going to do anything for those imbalances. And in some cases, you can make certain things worse where Mm. um, the adrenal issues can get worse when you give thyroid hormones um, and whatever inflammatory thing, whatever root cause was there is actually still going to be there. And in some cases, it may worsen if you only give a person thyroid hormones. Got it. So the action tribe, it's not that the body automatically does not recognize the thyroid gland, but there is a breakdown of various systems. And that imbalance leads to the body not recognizing the thyroid gland. So it might be the gut that is being affected or increased stress levels or the fact that the liver is being overburdened due to certain um, toxins. Is that correct, Dr. Wentz? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, you also speak about the significance of triggers in Hashimoto's. Could you talk to us about that? Definitely. So we know that for an autoimmune condition to develop, there has to be triggers in place that bring it about. And I've categorized triggers into six different categories. So we have food sensitivities, nutrient depletions, an impaired stress response, um, impaired ability to get rid of toxins, chronic infections, and then intestinal permeability. And these are the six types of triggers that can overburden the system and create the perfect storm of autoimmune thyroid disease. Got it. So each person might have their own combination of triggers that sort of lead them to Hashimoto's? Right. So one person might have just one trigger in one of those Mm -hmm. categories. Another person might have two or three triggers within each category. Um, There's going to be people who are much less complex cases and then people who are more complex cases where they don't have just one root cause. They have Mm. a whole lot of root causes. Got it. So I can see why it 
can become really complex, right? Because there are so many different factors that are involved that ultimately lead to maybe Hashimoto's or, uh, you know, the body not recognizing the thyroid gland. But I can see why it might get complex because of the different combinations involved. Uh, so Dr. Wentz, could you walk us through your approach of uh, curing Hashimoto's or overcoming Hashimoto's? What are some of the steps involved? Yeah, so whenever I think about all these complex things happening um, you know, with the different infections or food sensitivities, I like to yeah. think about what is, you know, what is kind of the common factor of all of these different triggers. And the common factor is, is essentially that our body doesn't feel safe and then tries to slow down our thyroid gland to protect us. Um, and when you think about, for example, when we are under a lot of stress, it doesn't make sense for us to be out into the world. It doesn't make sense for us to reproduce. Um, and the body knows this and has this ancient wisdom. And so one of the ways to slow down running around in the world and slow down reproduction is going to be through slowing down the thyroid gland. Um, when we don't have enough nutrition on board, that also sends a signal to our body that we're, we're under stress and that we need to go into conservation mode. And so mm-hmm. every trigger that we have, it, it essentially sends a signal to the body that we are not safe right now and that we need to protect ourselves. And so it, it's kind of a, one of those things where you have this ancient body living in today's world. And it's also a bit of a reframe because when you think about the role of the thyroid gland, it's to sense our environment and it makes us feel and it actually helps to protect us rather than being this enemy that we have to, you know, suppress or, or um, beat thyroid disease or, you know, like fight, fight the thyroid gland or be a thyroid warrior. Um, mm-hmm. Really, it's working with the thyroid gland to help us rebalance and recover our health. And it goes back to how do you let your thyroid gland know that your body is safe, right? And so mm. you can't talk to it and you can't necessarily say, hey, all's good here. You don't have to suppress my metabolism. You can, um, you know, you could just, you can just go ahead and burn those calories for me. That, that's not that easy. And so we have to think about what are the things in our day-to-day life that are sending these danger signals, right? And when you think about in ancient times, whenever we were sleep deprived, for example, yeah. you know, we weren't, um, we weren't sleep deprived just because we had deadlines. It wasn't because our boss wanted us to come in early to work. And so mm. sleep deprivation is, is one thing that sends a signal to the body that we're not safe. And so one of the key things is getting enough sleep and reducing your stress. Um, that's going to be a really, really helpful thing just to get you started on the path back to your wellness. It's um, kind of counterintuitive because when we're very tired because of, because of the thyroid gland, we want to do something to make ourselves less tired. So we drink caffeine and we try to force ourselves. But it's actually mm-hmm. going with it a little bit and saying, okay, I'm going to give myself the rest that I need. My body needs more rest now. And so that's going to be one of the first ways to send those safety signals. Another thing is to reduce your stress levels. Stress has been linked to the onset of autoimmune conditions. And so one of the things you can do is be kind to yourself and and really allowing yourself to make mistakes. So not being tough on yourself. One of the the things that I've noticed pattern-wise from from women and men with thyroid diseases, they tend to be very hard on themselves. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like they're beating themselves up. And then it's no surprise that the body soon follows, right? Um, So that's going to be something really helpful. Balancing your blood sugar. 
So avoiding carbohydrates, eating plenty of good fats, proteins, and vegetables, this sends a message to your body that food is abundant and that you are um, well-fed and that the body doesn't need to conserve calories, right? Absolutely. So thanks a lot for sharing Action Tribe as we are learning, even though we are living in 2017 right now. It's so incredible to note that our ancient mind, the mind that we had when it was 10,000 BC, still governs a lot of our day-to-day activities. When the body doesn't feel safe as we're learning, it tries to slow down the thyroid gland and reduce metabolism just so that it can feel protected. So especially when you're having or experiencing a lot of stress, you're not getting enough nutrition, not getting enough sleep, uh, maybe you're not eating the right foods and your blood sugar is you know, above the charts, all these factors can lead to um, you know, certain health challenges because we are, at the end of the day, governed by a prehistoric brain. So uh, thanks a lot for sharing that perspective, Dr. Wentz. For someone listening to the show right now who wants to move towards a life of health and happiness, based on what you've shared, is there one action step that you'd like to share with our listeners? One of the action steps that I recommend for people who are struggling with um, Hashimoto's or a thyroid condition is to get off of uh, gluten. So wheat products do contain gluten and And um, 88% of the people that I've worked with and studied, um, over 2,000 people now have taken my my surveys with with how they respond to gluten. 88% of them feel better gluten-free. And going gluten-free can actually be more helpful as far as the main symptoms of thyroid disease go, of the fatigue, the um, brain fog, depression, as well as the weight challenges. And so more people find going gluten-free help more helpful than they do with thyroid hormones. And in some cases, we can see that once a person gets off of gluten, they actually recover thyroid function and they're able to wean off of thyroid hormones. And then even those numbers that go, um, the antibody numbers will go into the remission range. So a person will no longer be attacking their own thyroid once they go gluten-free. Action Drive to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 205. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 205. When we least expect it, life sets us a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change. At such a moment, there is no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not yet ready. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. A week is more than enough time for us to decide whether or not to accept our destiny. And this is a life-changing quote by Paulo Coelho, the best-selling author of books such as Alchemist, The Valkyries, The Zahir, and so many more. Action Tribe, I've been speaking to so many of our listeners of late, and what I'm finding is that we are all facing challenges of all shapes and sizes. And like Paulo said, the challenges come into our life when least expected. The thing that we must remember is that we are always in control of the situation. There is no point in worrying about the past or thinking about the future too much because we don't have much influence in either of those situations. But all our power resides in the present moment. Action Drive, once you realize this, once you take responsibility for where you are, life will never be the same again. The key is to decide and take small steps that will ultimately transform your situation and help you overcome the challenge that you are facing in your life right now. So Dr. Wenz, take us back to a time when you experienced a life challenge, a major life challenge. How did you get into that situation and then what steps did you take to overcome it? You know, really going back to my health as being my life's challenge was, that's probably the biggest one I've been given. And uh, 
it really did teach me a lot. So when I was struggling with my health, I felt very helpless because I thought I was doing all the right things. And I thought I was going to doctors and I was listening to other people's opinions on what I should do with, with my body, essentially, right? And mm-hmm. this was something that I just accepted that I was the way that I was and there was no way out. I accepted my genes as my destiny. I remember always, nothing against uh, my parents. I have very loving and kind parents, but I remember just the mentality that um, having in my life was that you're sort of born one way and I was born a scientist. So I was never going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And that was always sort of ingrained in my head Mm -hmm. that I was going to be doing best behind um, somewhere, you know, behind a lab counter or somewhere in the back, in the back of of a hospital. Right. And Mm -hmm. so this was sort of the, the beliefs system that I had is, is you were sort of given your genes and you were given your destiny and there was nothing that could have been done about it. And when I decided to take charge of my own health, I had this quote that I loved saying to myself and I said, I'm Isabella Wentz and I'm in charge of my own destiny. And I started saying to this to myself as a mantra um, every day for, for, for almost two years. And this was something that led me to actually take charge of my own destiny. So I ended up recovering my health. I stopped listening to what the conventional doctors were saying. And I said, you know what, maybe my body is trying to tell me something with this acid reflux. Maybe it's trying to tell me that the foods I'm eating are not working for me. And um, it went a lot deeper than that and went to looking at what are some of the habits and patterns in my life that are not working for me, that I've taken somebody else's version of what my life should be like. And and that's what I've put on myself rather than creating the life that I wanted for myself or what Mm -hmm. I knew to be true for myself. I never thought I'd be able to be a writer. This was always a secret fantasy for me, but here I was, you know, I'm a scientist. I'm not a writer. I'm not, I'm not creative. I'm not X, Y, and Z. And I was able to overcome that. And I, now I have, um, two books that I've been able to write and one of them has reached the New York times. Um, hopefully the other one will as well. And these are things that I am very proud of. Um, not just for the reason of, um, being, feeling like this is meeting my dreams, but I feel like I can also show other people and be an inspiration for them by letting my light shine. I'm allowing other people to do that, that as well. So people around me, people in my world have been able to see that I've taken an unconventional path and now they feel empowered to do the same thing. That's really inspiring. Thanks for sharing. Now, if you had to share one life lesson with our listeners in just one sentence, what would that be? Well, Yeah, I mean, for me, the life lesson is really that you are in charge of your life. Like you are the, the paint, the painter and the canvas, like, this is you. So I know a lot of times where I have people reach out to me with questions, and they're looking for a savior, or they're looking for somebody to fix things for them. But really, it's up to you to change your life. Um, Nobody, nobody is coming. So you need to You need to step up and you need to do this and find the people around you. um, Be the leader among what you want to see in your own life and put people around you, yes, to help you, but don't expect somebody else to save you. So Action Tribe, the cavalry isn't 
coming and it's now <laughs> your time to step up and take charge of your life so thanks a lot for sharing your story dr wens you shared that your health challenge was the biggest challenge that you faced amongst others and at that point when you were in the trenches of your life uh, when you're facing your health challenges you felt helpless because you were taking action you were doing the right things uh, you were taking all those tests like you shared with us for many years together and at some point you just accepted your situation as is you accepted your hereditary your genes and you felt like you know if you're born one way then you stay that way uh, you were limited to your inner beliefs like you've suggested of who you were and what you were determined uh, to ultimately do uh, when you started taking Uh, charge of your health that had effects on other areas of your life as well because then you stepped into your creativity and your zeal for writing all those uh, passions that were deep within you once your health challenges were unlocked uh, those were unlocked as well because you felt that you had the capacity for taking on other challenges as well and what i loved about your story is that with your transformation other people uh, you know saw the light you know they saw that it's possible they started reaching out to you so action tribe if you're facing a challenge of any sorts maybe health or financial challenge or maybe you want to step into another career or maybe you maybe you want to start a business just say i am insert your name and i am in charge of your life just as dr wens had shared with us so thanks a lot for sharing mm, thank you so much this is, i hardly ever talk about this and it's been so fun to talk about absolutely it was a pleasure action tribe as you head out in your life to take action and transform your life you will begin to see immediate changes in many areas maybe you change the way you breathe and the way you look at life and the way you react to situations and challenges but remember that the adventure has just begun and there are many more things that you're going to learn on the way in many ways life is like an ancient living room with beautiful artifacts and tables and chairs but over the years maybe there's some dust and some grime that is collected and there comes a point in your life when you finally decide that the room of your life needs cleanse and so you learn how to clean the room you learn how to detox and really clear off the dust and then you take action but when you initially begin dusting your room all the dust which was initially settled down appears to jump in your face disturbing the peace in the room causing you to sneeze maybe causing you to cough and making you feel like you're lost and making you question why you decided to dust your room in the first place now this is bound to take place as we are learning but once you have faith and keep dusting and keep cleaning your room the dust just disappears and as a result you have peace of mind and you're able to lead a much better life but the important thing is that you need to dust your room at some point there will be moments when you feel lost but you must have faith and keep taking action and as henry thoreau once said not until we are lost do we begin to really understand ourselves so dr wens what is your life's calling as on today wow really my life's calling and i think this has always been something that i've and i've finally been able to step into it is to to be a healer to help people with their health to to be the person that um takes whatever challenges i was faced with and transforms them so that i can mm-hmm. help others and it's um the way of the wounded healer where um i feel like i was given a lot of my challenges at a very young age so that i can help figure them out and help others um on their way back to health and this is this is my passion this is what drives me this is why i wake up in the morning and i'm you know this is such a gift to me to be able to give people their health back Awesome. So I love the phrase the way of the wounded healer. Is that a book? It sounds like a name good name for a book. It should be if it isn't. <laughs> Maybe that could be your next book as well. So 
thanks a lot for sharing. Now, uh, you've shared a lot of uh, moments and stories with us today, but was there ever a defining moment that really changed your life? Maybe a, a phrase that you read in a book or maybe an interaction that you had. What was that one defining moment that really changed your life? One of the defining moments, and this was, this was actually a sort of a, a, a lot of introspection for me, where I was um, always sort of looking for other to others for information. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that a lot of what I needed was within was one one day, I um, started taking some digestive enzymes. And for the first time in probably a decade, I was able to digest my foods correctly. And, and um, this enzyme was betaine with pepsin. And that digestive enzyme helped me go from sleeping 11 hours a night to waking up after I believe it was seven hours a night at that night. And I woke up at 5 a.m. and I had so much energy and I had this clarity that I hadn't seen for almost a decade where I was finally had digested my food correctly. And I realized that I was powerful and I realized that I could overcome my condition and that I could help others once I did, because I knew that there was such a tremendous change of what I had experienced over the course of 10 years versus that Mm -hmm. one day that I felt in that moment, I felt very powerful and like I had this, like I had this ability within me to heal myself and that this ability was going to help me heal others. Got it. So what was the digestive enzyme again? I think there was some disturbance in between. Oh, it's called betaine with pepsin. Oh, okay. Thanks for sharing that. And with that, we've arrived at the last round for today, which is called the Wisdom Round. This round allows our listeners to take note and take action. So, Dr. Wentz, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? The, the best advice is to really care about yourself and really have that same amount of compassion that you have for yourself that you would for another person. So let's say if you had a small child that was um, not feeling well, you would, you would help that child out. You know, you would show them your heart and your compassion versus when you yourself are not feeling well and this presents as you missing deadlines or um, not getting back to people or maybe feeling anxious or saying something silly, you can be hard on yourself and you're not showing, showing yourself that compassion. And so the best advice for me is really to give yourself the compassion and the care that you would for another person that you loved. And I guess it goes back to self-love and self-care. Absolutely true. I think, uh, you know, people who have high standards for themselves and especially action takers, like the people listening to the show, sometimes can be very hard on themselves because these are people who set goals and set visions and, you know, are doing a lot because they want to serve a lot and be a lot. And sometimes we're just human and we might make mistakes or we might not follow through in such a situation. Just be nice to yourself and go back into taking action because it's all right. (laughs) So uh, name a personal habit that keeps you going. One of my personal habits that really helps me is journaling and just sort of observing. And so I like to think about what things happen within my day. And I think about what, what, um, what happened and how did I react to it? Did I did I, was I reactive or did I take a moment to pause and let things sort of sink in? And this is something that's been very, very helpful for me on my journey. Um, just keeping track of whatever is going on in my life at the moment with journaling and self-reflection and taking a few minutes a day just to pause to mm-hmm. go back to analyze, analyze and reflect on what happened that day. 
And this helps me make every day a little bit better and a little bit easier. Great. So do you have a morning routine or a morning ritual? One of my morning rituals is actually just to take, um, as soon as I wake up, I take um, a little bit of a foot soak. So this is something that wakes me up. And every day I do this and I put some essential oils and some Epsom salt that Epsom salts into a little bowl and I just um, kind of do some deep breathing and I think about what my day is going to be like. I set my intentions for the day and I keep my feet in this little warm, um, mm. warm little tub of water and that um, helps my body start circulating, helps my body wake things up. It's, it's very helpful for people um, who have had a history of thyroid conditions. It can be very um, helpful to start moving your metabolism and start moving some of that energy around. Is there a favorite essential oil that you really like? I switch them up. Right now it's it's rose essential oil, but oh. I, I'll go through different ones and it's sort of um it, it's sort of almost maybe um a bit of a homeopathic where where I think about what might be something that I'm missing right now or what might what might help me get into more balance. Sure. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. So if, if a person has Hashimoto's, I'd like to recommend my book, Hashimoto's Protocol, a 90-day plan for reversing thyroid symptoms and getting your life back. Um, for a person who is struggling with um, with kind of making things happen in their lives um, and um, especially for women, I really like the book called um, The Warrior Goddess. That's been a very, very helpful, short, very short personal growth book for me that has helped to transform a lot of my thoughts about life and a lot of my thoughts about myself. I don't think you necessarily need to be um, a woman to read it. I think it could be helpful for men as well. Although um, definitely goddesses are the, are the target audience. Thanks for sharing. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations. And I know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. And that's why audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobahn biography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC for your free audiobook. So Dr. Wentz, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, tell us something that you feel grateful for today and tell us the best way we can find you online. Yeah, really my gratitude, and I think about this every day when I wake up, is I'm grateful for having my health, for, for not being in pain. I'm grateful for having good brain activity, for having energy that I once didn't have. And this is something I've been, um, I've had for the last four years. And I've been able to create so many beautiful things in the last four years because of finding my own health back. Um, people can connect with me by going to thyroidpharmacist.com. And if they go to thyroidpharmacist.com slash gift, I can give them information about um, the most common nutrient deficiencies in Hashimoto's and so that they can start recovering their health and feeling better right away. I can give them my templates and recipes for what's the right kind of nutritional approach to um, having a Hashimoto's and thyroid disease because you can rebalance and you can recover your health through nutrition when you have um, Hashimoto's. And so this is something that I love to share with people because you 
you know, I think transformation happens in different paths for different people. For some, mm-hmm. it's a spiritual awakening. And for others, it's an awakening of realizing how powerful their body is and really healing themselves, healing themselves. And so, um, you know, if you're if you're looking for ways to heal your body, please, please come and see me. I, I can help you. So, Dr. Wenz, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about Hashimoto's and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much for having me, AJ. It's been such a pleasure and an honor. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.